This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Vulnerability is not winning or losing. It's having the courage to show up when you can't control the outcome. Brene Brown. And today's guest is the epitome of being brave enough to show up time and time again, even when she couldn't control the outcome. When I go to bed at night, when I wake up in the morning, when I'm showering, when I'm alone, when I'm in a car, if you're thinking about these things over and over and it's literally all consuming, then something's got to give. Not wanting to live a lie any longer, the YouTube sensation Gigi Gorgeous, born male, bravely decided to finally be herself, expose her vulnerabilities to the world, and come out on YouTube as gay. Then as she evolved, she came out as transgender, then pansexual. You, you have this, this shame and this, you know, cloak on for so many years, and when it's finally off, it's like you see the beauty in life like you've never seen it before. And today, we dive deep into discussing what it takes to go from feeling broken and utterly alone to saving hundreds of thousands of lives by sharing her struggles. To go from being utterly rejected to being wholeheartedly accepted. But at the end of the day, you're, you, you gotta live with yourself. If you can't say, you know, I am proud of the person I am, I am happy with the person that I am. If you can't look in the mirror and be like, bitch, I love the fuck out of you, then there is, something's got to change. So if you're looking to shed the labels and expectations put upon you in order to be your own person and live the life you want, I will never live a day like it is not my last ever again. Then get ready because Women of Impact starts right now. intro gave me goosebumps girl welcome to the show it is such an honor to have you here and i have i pulled a quote that hit me so goddamn hard i was like there's no other way to start this episode in my mind and it's from you where you say there's no better feeling waking up and being yourself your authentic true self you don't have to hide anything everyone has that it doesn't have to be gender thing it doesn't have to be a sexual orientation thing we all hold things inside and when we let go it's the most healing and beautiful thing Ooh, girl talk to me about how on earth we let go because what I freaking love about your story what I love about how you show up every day is that you show up no matter the outcome no matter how many people push back no matter what people say and being your true self like you said is the most freeing thing but how how do you actually do that so take me through almost step one where you start to feel that you're not actually showing up as your true self Okay. So let me just start off by saying I struggle with this still today. People ask me all the time, how do you stay so confident? You know, um, you've come out on YouTube. That's such a strong, admirable thing to do. I have had my lowest, lowest lows. And I'd like to just share a quote 
that I actually think about a lot of the time, whenever I'm having a down day, whenever I'm, you know, just feeling really bad about myself. I'm like, you can never experience true happiness if you haven't experienced true sadness. So it's through the rock bottom or the tough times that you're kind of like, fuck it. You know, like it's that moment where you just wake up and you're like, fuck it. And I'm getting chills again, talking about this with you. It's like, you wake up and you're like, I don't care what anybody thinks. I've been holding this in. It's affecting me more than it's affecting anyone else. So it's kind of that like light bulb moment where you're like, I am going to just be myself. And as you said, I've had that happen to me several times, but sharing it with a larger audience is a little bit different than sharing it with family and friends. So whenever I choose to share something personal about my life, whether it's a coming out story or a new makeup tip I've learned, whatever, from the craziest to the kind of most basic, I need to be mentally ready to do so because of the internet. It's a crazy place, like we all know. So I just like to say that, that I still, you know, struggle with that every single day. Um, Some days are good and some days are bad, but there is no better feeling than waking up and just being like, I don't have to pretend to be something that I'm not, you know, pretending to be um, male before was so hard. And the second I came out as transgender, it was like, oh my God, I get to wake up and be a girl today. Like, I still get excited about that because it's like, I'm not hiding it. You, you have this, this shame and this, you know, cloak on for so many years. And when it's finally off, it's like, you see the beauty in life. Like you've never seen it before. Oh my God. Okay. There's so much there that I want to tap into. Cause you even said, so like, you know, when you, I think this is where you were going, like it, when you hit rock bottom, like what else is there to lose? So why not? Um, yep. but here's the thing, girl. How do we help people to not hit rock bottom? Like, how do we start shaking up people that almost don't hit that that rock bottom where they don't have anything to lose? You know what I think it is? It was the fact that I saw someone else that inspired me. So it basically is essentially the visibility aspect. You know, you don't have to necessarily hit rock bottom, but you can see in someone else's life or by someone else's visibility, whether it be a TV show or a movie, or it's a YouTuber and you're seeing them, you know, daily vlog and seeing that they're out there in the world being authentically themselves. It takes something like that to be like, I need, I want that in my life. I need that in my life. It's achievable. I'm watching someone else do it. I'm seeing it with my own two eyes. So I think it was, it was a lot of that for me, for sure. And growing up, I didn't really have a lot of that. So I think it's really important to share the good things you're going through, the bad, the ugly, the coming outs, the reinventions, all of that stuff. And being on YouTube for so many years, I've done it several times. I love it. it. And you know what? If people can watch it and see like, oh, she's changing, she's evolving. It's like, that's a gorgeous thing. And I'm not ashamed at all. I freaking love that. And I do completely agree that when you see something, it gives you the ability to assess, oh, that's possible for me too. And oh my God, seeing how fans react to you, seeing how by you doing all this, by facing your shame, by facing everything that is difficult for you, that you just beautifully laid out. um, I think it gives other people hope and there's something to hope and courage. And you actually said, you know, in moments of feeling shame or the hurt, I like to use the words, but I think that this is what you're saying, mental resilience. 
Ooh, I love that. And I feel like you have built mental resilience. And so people may look at you and go, oh my God, I want to be exactly like Gigi. But the truth is you had to build it, right? It had to start with one video, you coming out and saying, hey, this is me. And then another video and another video. And over time, you ended up building the mental resilience that allows you to show up today, even when it's difficult. And so can you actually take me through how you... um how you start to build that. So coming out to your family, um, saying it out loud, and then how you handle the pushback. Because while you were doing it, definitely on just a magnification level, there were so many humans. I mean, literally just, just look at your videos, right? Your fans, all your comments, how many people can relate to you? So how do we um, start to talk about it? How do they, you encourage them to start to talk about it and build that mental resilience that you over time have built? I think it's all about community. So like mm-hmm. everyone around you needs to be on the same page, you know, your main crew, your chosen family, your real family, your friends. And I'd like to say that if you don't have that, you will have that. Everyone gets it eventually. And being authentic doesn't even necessarily have to do with the community. It can do with, it can pertain to anything really. And I think it can even start with the simple journal entry, you know, put your thoughts down onto paper. If you don't have anybody to bounce ideas off of, or, you know, explain how you truly feel too, then get those feelings out, articulate those feelings because I know a lot of people who, you know, grow up in middle America and they're like, I really want to move to LA or want to move to a city where it's more open-minded. And I get these messages every single day. And I'm like, well, we can talk about it. Let's talk about it online. Let's converse a little bit back and forth. And then maybe we can get you to grow and eventually, you know, get a chosen family of your own and you can live authentically every single day. But it's just, I just would like to say, it's just never too late. You know, I feel like it's never too late to start feeling like your authentic self. And at the end of the day, I feel like a lot of people who got bullied turn out to be like the most awesome people who are different people who are different people who don't fit in the norms. It's like, you are going to be the most awesome, thriving, amazing, unique person at the end of this whole journey. So like, just get into it because like, I can't wait to meet those kind of people. It's like, I don't want to meet, you know, basic, basic little Betty. I want to meet the unique girl that's been through it, that has lived life and has, you know, been pushed down and built herself back up. Oh my God. Yes. And that comes to the mental resilience part where a lot of people, I think, run from anything that pushes towards them, but it's, in facing it is what allows you to become mentally resilient. Like I was teased as a kid for my nose. I had like a unibrow. I had that big head brace that went all the way around the back of the neck. Uh, Yeah, I had all of that girl. Oh God. Uh, It wasn't so cute when you're 14 and you're trying to attract the opposite sex and all, (laughs) yeah, you know, and and no one wants to date the girl with the big braces and the unibrow. And so I felt very badly about myself. I felt ugly. I felt, um, you know, not loved, um, not even not loved, but not appreciated for my uniqueness. And I can say that now because I've built that resilience. But at the time, I didn't think of it as being unique. I just thought of it as being different, but different as in bad. And so I love that message that you keep putting out that different and unique is the best possible outcome, not the worst. So 
as you're talking about kind of staying the course and making sure, you know, kind of um, tap, make, make, making sure you're always tapping into that true self that you really want to show up to be. For most of us, a lot of the changes that go on are usually internal, but for yourself, that internal transformation starts starts to become external transformation Mm -hmm. and so when you're going through this course and everyone listening whether it's you know changing genders or changing your sexuality or just evolving as a human whatever that means to you when I go oh my god who's the one that stayed the course it is you because you you didn't let the backlash stop you so take me through those moments where you're feeling the weakest and then take me through the moments where you're actually feeling the strongest and how you handle that Okay. So I feel like we're always humans are prone to self-doubt, be compliant and, you know, kind of just want to please everyone around them. So that's a really good question and really good statement because I feel like it is, it goes against the norm to want to stay true, especially when you're hearing that's not natural or, you know, that's not what you said you wanted before, or you changed your mind, you know, holding you accountable for those things. But in my mind, like, When I go to bed at night, when I wake up in the morning, when I'm showering, when I'm alone, when I'm in a car, if you're thinking about these things over and over and it's literally all consuming, then something's got to give, you know? So I feel like for me, like I said before, when I choose to share these things on my YouTube channel, when I choose to connect in that kind of way, because you got to remember, like when I started, it was all beauty. It was all fashion. It was not personal. I had no intention of sharing who I was dating, what I was interested in, you know, my plastic surgeries and stuff like that. It just got really, really crazy, but I'm so thankful for it. It's like, it, it was all internal for me as well. And then the second I reached out, the second I started making changes, it just felt so good. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's when your confidence really skyrockets. But we are so programmed to just comply and just be fit in or whatever. It's like, but I'm thinking about this all the time and it starts to affect you. You know, that's when mental health really gets gets into play, because years and years ago when I transitioned, mental health really wasn't a household topic like it is now. It was a little bit taboo. It was a little bit edgy to talk about. People would, you know, judge you for it and stuff like that. Now it's like, if you're thinking about transitioning, it could take a huge toll on your mental health. And you're not, you're not, no one's a stranger to that. Everyone understands how, how intense mental health can be. So I'm just saying, if you're thinking about it all the time, maybe consider doing it. (laughs) I actually really like that because for me, I really do... um use these things as flags for me. So if, um, if I'm thinking about something and it's repeating a lot, okay, Lisa, why do you keep coming back to this? And why do you keep repeating it? Why can't you just let it go? Um, and so I think the tips like that go so like, it is my jam because that is how I think that you, we can help people when we're not around, right? When they're not watching the video, when they feel like you said, when you are by yourself, like that is when the thoughts come flooding. That is when you're, you don't, almost have anything to block, whether it's negative thoughts or putting yourself down. You don't have anything to block it. So I kind of like to say, like, allow them to come in with no judgment because the second you judge your thoughts is the second you then try to push them back out. 
Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And I feel like that's also a thing that we're programmed to be. We're programmed to be insecure, compliant humans. And it's like, well, if I am thinking that, you know, I like boys when I should like girls, it's like that feeling is like, no, 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 no. Let's push that down. Let's not, let's not address that right now. And those are the kind of things that I encourage people to open up about because it is true when you are alone, that is when you are basically your most, your most authentic. You can be yourself in the shower. You can be yourself in the car, in bed, you know, just like alone with your thoughts. And it is truly the most beautiful thing when you put those things into action. And I think a lot of the time it can seem maybe really intimidating to start making those Mm. internal thoughts and feelings, wants and needs external um, by telling the first person or starting a business or, you know, changing your name if you're whatever. Um, But I think it is the most rewarding thing when you do so. And then a little bit goes a long way. Mm -hmm. And then sooner or later, the dam breaks and it's just like (laughs) full on, full fledged. You're living your best life. And (laughs) you're like, wow, I'm so glad I didn't ignore those voices. It's so true because like I'm always trying to assess what is it that I want? What is my goal? What what do I want to feel? And then how do I actually get there? And how am I going to, let's say, judge my metrics if I can use some, you know, business terms. But what Uh I do is it all comes back down to, honestly, I don't care how much money I may have made, how big a business I've built, um, how many fans I have. When I really think about how I'm able to control my own life and not let others, whether, you know, how many likes do you get? How many followers is how do I feel about myself when I'm by myself? I am obsessed with that. Obsessed. I feel like now, especially in today's culture, and I might not be the best person to talk about this because I am so active on social media. I think social media, it needs to have, you need to have a healthy relationship with it. And I feel I do, even though I post literally almost every single day, I've come to a place to have a healthy relationship with it. But, you know, if you are going out there trying to people please trying to you know like search and if you're overly involved in that and you're really not happy with the person that you are like you said when you're alone or you're just hanging out with your friends then there's a problem there because it's so easy to get wrapped up in all of this like you know people pleasing and you know like what does this person think of me what does that person think of, think of me but at the end of the day you're you you got to live with yourself if you can't say you know, I am proud of the person I am. I am happy with the person that I am. If you can't look in the mirror and be like, bitch, I love the <laughs> fuck out of you, then there's something's got to change. And there's there's not a problem with that. But it's like we got to address it and like get to change in. Hell yeah. And you've even said, you know, in multiple times on this interview already that you do have your own insecurities. So if you allow your insecurities to be either um, squished or elevated by other people, now you're giving your power away. And I'm all about never, ever, ever give your power away, like ever own the stuff that you do, own your choices. Um, and like even you, I've got another quote of yours. You say, hey, on some days I'm really insecure. Some days I don't like the way I look, sound or am. And I get really down on myself but those feelings always go away and it's just about how you deal with them and that's the thing right how do you deal with them not oh I'm gonna go on social media to see if someone can like me or not and while other people may not resonate with the the extreme platform that you're on or how many people you're gonna get compliments or um you know insults from because there's so many people 
it can be anyone. It can be your friend. It can be your partner. It can be your boss. It can be, you know, um, the person that walks out, you know, walks down the street and you smile at them and you, they don't smile back. And now all of a sudden your insecurity is like, Oh, see, I told you no one likes me. Right. So, so the fact that you are able to just own it and then say, yeah, I, I, I don't always feel like this, but it is the way that I deal with it is so freaking powerful because it allows other people to see you're not perfect. And that's important. It is. It is. And you know what? I feel like how I get over it, I always think the people online, the people I don't know, even if you aren't on social media or whatever, it's like if they're not your friend or your partner or your family and you truly love them, you guys share a common love for each other or relationship. It's really when you think about it, it's impossible to hurt you. What people think of me is none of my business. Strangers online, friends of friends. I don't give a fuck to say whatever you think about me. I don't care that I, you know, look weird, sound weird, act weird or whatever. You don't like how I dress or what I stand for. It's like whatever. But the second that like a best friend or say my husband says something to me, I'm like, Ooh, like that got me bitch. Cause I love you. And that's kind of how I get over it. You know, I feel like it's, it's just realizing like what you have around you and your close circle and everyone else. You don't know what the hell anyone else is going through. People can attack you for things that they're projecting, they're going through and all that awful shit. Like you don't know what someone's going through. They could leave a nasty comment on, on your video or your page or say something to your face. It's like, you don't know what they're going through. I would personally never do such a thing. I've never gone on someone's page and commented something nasty or whatever. It's like, I just keep that to myself or, or don't think it at all. Like, what what are you going through right now, bitch? What are you going through? I freaking love that. And here's the thing, actually, Gigi, which I love that you brought this up, is for me, I do care. Like, I if I can just put all my bullshit aside. I want everyone to freaking love me. I want everyone to like me. I want everyone to watch any, every video they've ever watched. I want them to like it. Now, the truth is that is never going to happen. So I go, okay, I desperately want it. It's never going to happen. But here's the thing. I can't ever let any negativity dictate how I show up. And that was the big difference between me caring and letting it dictate my life and caring and not letting it dictate. And so maybe you can tell me if, if, if how you deal with the care, because I don't know how to deal with that. I've just said, I'm not going to let this dictate how I show up. See, I love that so much. I don't know if I've ever heard that before. You can't let it like dull your shine. You can't right. let it like determine the person that you are, that you were before you heard that. Right. I'm obsessed with that. I feel like I don't really know. How do I deal with that? I think a lot of the time I am a very, I don't take myself too seriously. There's a level of severity with myself, but a lot of the time I can laugh at stuff. So maybe humor as weird and simple as that sounds, maybe humor. Like, like you said, if I'm passing someone on the street, I smile, they don't, I'll be like, Whoa. And then like laugh about it or something. Or if I see a comment that's really outlandish, it's like, I just laugh about it because I'm not going to be able to change that person's mind, nor do I really care to, because they've already made up their mind. Uh, yeah, I think, I think humor goes a long way. And also sometimes stepping away from what people have to say. Like, I'm not going to dive in today. I'm not feeling it. I'm not going to go in and read. I'm not going to share anything today. I'm going to have a, a, you know, a moment for myself. There's nothing wrong with that. 
God, I love that. And then one thing that you um, also said is you have the empathy. And I think that that to me has been a big key for me as well. So the empathy of what are they going through? What are they going through so much that they feel compelled to come on my page and spill hate? And that was a massive thing for me to get over my own um, caring, if you will, about people saying bad things about me. Because... No, no, I completely agree. I feel like I didn't even really look at it as empathy until right now. I really didn't, but it is. I feel like when you see something, your knee jerk reaction is just to be like, fuck you. That's wrong. You don't even know me, you know, like go like that. But I feel like I've just become desensitized to it. And times where I've been personally going through things and nobody knows, but I'm putting on a happy face. It's like, you got to think about it in their shoes. Like they're not putting on a happy face because they are hurt and hurt people hurt people. That quote is so true. It's like misery loves company. So like if someone is angry, they're going to spew it out. So whenever I see that, I'm just like, Oh God, like let the Lord pray for you, girl. (laughs) Oh, that is total empathy. Like, and I think it's so freaking powerful because by pushing back is now um, meeting fire with fire, if you will. And to me, when there's fire coming at me, I want to pour a bucket of water over it, to be honest, right? And so meeting it with empathy really does pour that bucket of water. It dissipates the flame. It dissipates the fire. And even if it doesn't dissipate within them, I think it does within myself. So it's, you know, if someone's hating on me and I start to take it personally and I go, okay, Lisa, I know that you care. You can't switch that part off. You've tried, but you can't. Now, can you see it from their perspective? Can you meet them with empathy? And just by doing that, even if they still come back with hate, it has allowed me to um, greet them with my arms open. And I think that's exactly what you're saying, which is so powerful. 100%. I feel like it isn't about, you know, putting the water onto them because they're so fiery. They're spreading fire onto you. It is about putting it onto yourself because it's even like in a friendship. Like I was in a fight with a friend uh, last year and it was really bad. And I, we were really, really, really close, but I really came to terms with the fact that being angry at someone, holding a grudge and, you know, continuing that kind of energy within yourself, it's doing so much more harm to yourself to stay angry, to hold that grudge. And it's like you, if you don't agree, you can agree to disagree. It's so much easier said than done, but it will benefit you so much. Like the second that I just accepted it for what it is, loved this person still just let go of the grudge or the anger or the fight per se. And I feel like we can relate that to hate comments or um, critics that we des- that are hateful and not constructive. It's like you just the second that you let that go, it's just it's such a gorgeous feeling and it sets you free. And I feel like honestly, it, it like ages you. Like if you're not to all this negativity and anger, like you're going to look horrible. So it's not <laughs> Don't you love that that's the thing that will probably get people to change is like, oh my God, it's going to cause me a wrinkle. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) Totally though. I love what you're saying because it's something that I've adopted um, in my adult life as I've gone through my own growth is um, forgiveness isn't about them. It's about me. Mm Mm-hmm. If you own your own business, when an employee leaves your company, whether on good terms or bad, 
it can feel, I hate to say it, but it actually can feel personal. Like you and you alone are the one to blame. And it actually may even trigger you to lock down your business, not open yourself up and not actually risk trying anyone else. Like you actually would your heart after a bad breakup and avoid looking for that new partner altogether. Well, let's face it, sometimes we can do that with hires as well. And trust me, guys, I've been there. I get the thought of bringing in a new stranger into your business actually fills your heart with more anxiety than it does love and joy. But when you post your jobs on LinkedIn, you can actually feel the confidence that you will find the right person for the right job fast because LinkedIn isn't actually just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion billion with a B professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Because guys, it gives you access to professionals that you actually can't find anywhere else. And so LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy and intuitive, which then makes hiring with confidence easy when you have that many quality candidates. And it's so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get qualified candidates within 24 hours. So post your jobs for free at linkedin.com slash Lisa. That's linkedin.com slash Lisa to post your job for utterly free. And of course, terms and conditions always apply. As an entrepreneur, one of the biggest challenges you will face is the negative voice in your head. You know who I'm talking about? That maybe not so small part of you that loudly doubts your abilities to actually pull the things off and make a living from your passion project. But you've got to overcome that negative voice in your head, homie, because I'm telling you, you can do it especially if you use Shopify. Now, Shopify is an all-in-one global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From launching your business to hitting a million dollars, Shopify has got you completely covered. And with all the built-in Magic AI award-winning customer service and the internet's best converting checkout, you have everything you need to shut down the voice of doubt and make all your amazing business dreams a reality. That's exactly why, guys, I love Shopify. So if you want to start growing your business with more customers and sales, shut that negative voice down and prove her wrong that you can do it, Shopify is here for you. So go and sign up for just $1 a month with your trial period at shopify.com slash Lisa, all lowercase. Again, guys, you can go to shopify.com slash Lisa right now to grow your business, no matter where you are and what stage it's in. That's shopify.com slash Lisa. It is. It really is. And it is the best feeling. And then it's like when, whenever you see that person or, you know, you're, it, you're, presented with that same argument or whatever a situation you can handle it in such a better way because you've almost risen above it. Like you've done Mm. yourself a favor and it's such like a peaceful feeling. There's no anxiety or anything like that. And I just really urge people to do that whenever I'm talking to friends who are like that bitch or, you know, like, can't believe my family member did this. I'm like, well, is it going to go away unless you just like literally make it go away? Because this sounds like an ongoing battle. Mm. And I feel like it's it's really the only way to rise above something like that. Yeah, God. Have you always felt like that or has that been an evolution? Oh, God. Complete evolution. I feel like I, I'm a really like, po- like polite, pleasant person, I think. I saw a quote on Instagram the other day. It's like, I, um, I am the, the most forgiving person on earth. So if I actually don't talk to you anymore, then you really did something bad. So I think I've always been a very forgiving person, but not a forgetful person. So that grudge was always still kind of there a little bit. 
um, even though I didn't really like to admit it, but it, it really was last year and it was with this, this friend. And I feel like it was like uh, one of those things where I was just like, wow, like another light bulb moment within mm-hmm. my head. I'm like, I feel like this is really how I should be handling things like that. And I think it's also like a maturity thing. Like I'm 28 years old. I definitely didn't have this empathy side to me, this forgiveness side to me when I was 21, 22, you know, I was much more savage back then, but I feel like it's just growing. And it takes a moment like that to be like, this is how I'm going to operate from now on. God, why didn't I have this tool before? God, I love that so much. Um, So there's something that you actually said that I'd love to go back to that reminded me of like, have you ever felt like you've had to defend your situations and your decisions? And then also at some point, is there any way where you're just like, I'm no longer going to defend because this is just me? Yes. And yes, for sure. I feel like in my life, whenever I've come out, there's been a moment within myself where I am ready for quote unquote battle. Like when I When I make that video, when I post it, when I finally come out, you know, I come out to friends and family, but coming out to the world is something completely different. It's a completely different animal. So when I do that, I'm, I am ready to defend myself and I have defended myself. I even this last time when I came out as a lesbian, it was like, well, you were with a guy before or whatever. It's like, okay, yeah, I'm ready to talk about it for sure. Let's, let's have a discussion. And I think it wasn't until recently that because it's been a few years since I made that video that I've just been like, you know what, what you see is what you get. Like we can talk about it, but I'm not going to get into a debate. I'm really not because this is my life. You know, the proof is in the pudding. Like, look, look where I am. I'm still doing the same thing. It's like, uh, I wouldn't, I have changed by now kind of vibe. Um, and I think, you know, everyone kind of gets there. Like you can have a discussion, but it's not like a battle where I feel like it was before. And I feel like that also goes back to maturity a little bit. Like you stop being so savage, so crazy. You put your time into, into things where you can see results. Whereas I feel like before I was all about the fight. Hmm. And do you think that that's because you had spent so many years not being yourself that you almost built up like an army of, you know, like, let's say, you know, an armor, I should say around you so that when you walk into the arena, no one can kind of penetrate that and hurt you. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I think even from a young age, before I started sharing my story, before I even made my first coming out video, I think I had maybe my thickest armor on of life. And over the years, I've just been slightly taking it off, slightly being more vulnerable because I was picked on. I was different. There was no doubt in my mind that I was the most different person at my school and all of that. So with that comes bullying and judgment. And you have, if you're going to survive, you really have to build up these walls. And it took like, you know, living in a different place, dating different people, coming out several times to really become my most vulnerable, where I can really like just talk about it freely. Like before it was like, it would pain me so hard to hear my dead name, which is my name before I transitioned. And now I'm so accustomed to it because I've shared it so much. That armor is down, that wall is down. And I know a lot of trans people who absolutely cringe so hard, will get so mad if their name is their old name is brought up. And I a hundred percent have empathy for that. I relate with that, but it's like, I've shared my story so much. It's something that I've given up. So it's just one, it's just one of like a million things that 
it was like a little piece of armor. I'm like, okay, I can let that off my heart. I can let that off my chest. I'm good. So it's almost like as you were building your confidence over the years, you were releasing the armor that you were wearing over the years. Definitely. And I feel like that you need to do that as well. If you're, if you're planning on getting into a relationship, it is very hard hiding anything. So if you got, if you got walls, girl, that person you end up with is going to break them down. You're going to have to break theirs down and it's just going to be a vulnerability moment up in here. So get ready for that. Cause now that I'm married, it's like, Oh God, like I told him everything. I have, you have to, you know, God, I love that so much. I'm so, I'm all about that because that's the thing to me, the beauty of love and marriage and being together for the rest of your life until you take your dying breath is making that commitment that no matter how weak you are, no matter what you share with me, I've got your back. I mean, my husband have been together for um, 20 years. We've been married for 18, 18 oh years. My God. I'm on year two. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the thing is, is, and talk about evolving with someone. And that's really tricky, right? Because when my husband met me, I was somewhat of a very traditional Greek woman. And I was like, oh, you know, I, I had these dreams, but the dreams versus your reality is like, okay, I probably will end up at home with four kids. And so the evolution of me going from being a housewife of eight years to, oh, babe, I know I take care of all your food, all your clothes, all the bills, but hey... I'm actually changing now. I don't want to be a stay-at-home wife. I don't enjoy this. In fact, I hate it. And I want to go into business. And are you okay with just doing your own food for the rest of your life now? That's why I said at the beginning where it's like, but what if you don't hit rock bottom? Because it wasn't like my life was terrible. It wasn't like I was, you know, having um, extreme hardship, but I wasn't happy. And my life was utterly mundane. And I call it, I was living the life of a mundane, I was in mundane purgatory, which meant that I couldn't freaking get out. So when you're with somebody and you're going through these changes or your partner's going through these changes, um, it is really difficult, really difficult. Like it was for me to say to my husband, Hey, you know, I know that I said that I was going to be this type of person as a wife. And now actually I want to be the complete opposite wife. And I want you to take care of your own stuff. And I want to go off and, you know, be my own woman. Um, and he just, I gave him the grace to mourn the woman I was. And I actually, okay. I actually said that to him, like, babe, I understand that now I'm changing. So um, if you need to mourn me not taking care of you, then let me know what you need. But let's set a date. And then by that date, after that date, we're now changing into Lisa is now this woman. Um, I love that. Total mind business. Let's get it. So how did he react? Oh, he was wonderful. He was like, all right. He's like, he's like, it's kind of like drugs. He's like, can you wean me off? So I was like, all right, I'll wean you off. So for a whole week, I'll make you three meals and then I'll go down to two meals and then I'll go down to one meal and like, we'll do that. But we just had the space to have that honesty, to say, what do you need? And this is what I need. And talk to me about how you have handled going through all your changes. And then also even how you've helped your husband, because he's gone through his own changes. How have you guys been able to do that as a freaking solid team girl? Because that's so hard. It is. It is. And you know what? Saying it after it's all happened is like, yeah, that happened. We've moved past that. But to go back into that headspace of all the changes that I've been through and the changes, especially with him, it's like that shit was crazy. 
that was a moment in time. And I feel like it all really comes down to just communicating your feelings, like whether it be your partner, whether it be a family member or a friend, you got to communicate how you're feeling and let them know if you want to change shit up, if you want to excel in a different field, or if you want to change your name, whatever it may be, you got to speak that into existence because nothing's going to happen if you don't. So I feel like with Nats and I, his transition actually was really easy because it, it, but it was crazy. (laughs) It was definitely not a casual moment, but because I did, you know, marry my wife Mm -hmm. and now I have a husband. So it, it was a big, huge change, but I never really thought that that would be my life, but I, I couldn't love it more. I really couldn't, you know, I, I love, I, I, I love to say I hate change, but I think I love change. It's exciting. And all I want is for my friends and Nats to be happy. That's all I want. So, you know, when he came to me and he was like, I really, really, really think I'm trans. I really want to do this. It was a no brainer for me to accept it. And I was like, this is going to take a lot of work. It's going to be, you know, a huge lifestyle change for us for you, for me personally, or we're going to have our own journeys with this. But as long as we stay communicating and as long as we stay in this together, and that's the main thing, it's not. And with being trans, it's not a weaned off. It's a overnight. You got to change because there's name changes. There's pronoun changes. There's label changes. So it was a moment for sure. But I think that it has only really made us stronger and it's only made us more it's proven more that we are the soulmates that we, we thought we were. Um, and it's one of those things. It's like, if it doesn't work out, then it doesn't, doesn't work out. Like at least you gave it your best shot and you, you said what you needed to say. You communicated how you're really feeling. And it's like with a friend, like if you do the same thing, if you say your fucking truth and they say theirs, it's like, if this doesn't work out, then it's like, well, at least we said our piece and at least we can walk away. Not like what if, or I wish I said this or whatever. And it's just all comes down to communication. It's like, even when you're having a fight with someone, you'll talk to another friend and they'll be like, you guys just need to talk. (laughs) Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And then everything works itself out. I love that so much because that's the thing. It's like not even... Like, I like to think of anyone that's listening, whether you're going through a change in any way, shape or form, or if someone, a friend or a family member, it's like when you come together as a team, that's when the true strength happens. But a lot of people end up um, doing the opposite and it becomes, like I was saying, fire meets fire. And so I, I love that that was so articulate on how you said that you guys have been able to uh, maintain the love, maintain the connection all through these changes because change isn't easy. And actually it was interesting that you said, I actually don't like change, but then you literally then immediately after said, but I love change. I find it exciting. So actually explain to me, what is it? Is it like the journey itself freaking sucks, but at the end of the day, when you get there, it's like if you're like on a rowboat and you've got like the ocean and it's like really, really turbulent and then you get to like your magic island and it's beautiful. Yeah, I feel I feel like I, I said I hate change because I know, well, I'm a perfectionist, full on. So anything that needs changing is going to take time. It's going to take work. And I think I'm a little bit intimidated by that. But I love change because it is so beautiful, especially in this regard. It's like, that's why it was a no brainer for me. And that's why I was so ready to be, you know, his warrior. Like I, that's all I wanted when I transitioned. I wanted someone to 
be the pronoun police, be the name police. If anybody messes up, correct them. Don't come at them. Correct them. Say, no, it's actually he. And, you know, this is his name. Um, and I feel like that's why I was so I related with that. And that's why I'm so happy to hear that your husband was so supportive of you. It's all about support and communication. If you can't support somebody or your, you know, your wife, your husband, your partner for what they truly are articulating to you, then you got to get out because they need support. You can't be in this relationship where it's kind of like this unknown, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, it's not healthy. Yeah, I agree. And I also like, to me, I want to encourage change within myself every single day, the way that I think, the way that I show up every day. I don't want to be the same person today when that I am when I'm 90. So to think that, I shouldn't then expect other people to change. It's like, well, hang on a minute. That's kind of, you know, it's totally contradictory. So allowing other people to change and having that communication. Oh my God, that is so freaking strong. Um, one thing I desperately want to talk to you about. I find this fascinating girl. So I've been doing this show now. I, I think I maybe have 150 episodes. And one thing that I talk about a lot is identity and not being put in a bucket and how me being a Greek woman, Everyone thought, oh, well, your identity means that you're going to be a stay at home wife that you're, you know, they kind of labeled me, put me in a bucket. And because of that, I grew up with this label and being put in a bucket and I had to break free of it. Now, in your community, though, I know that it's actually important. And in fact, correct me if I'm wrong or not, but it seems important to be able to make sure that you are labeled and you guys, you use that as an empowering tool. So I'm always going, well, shit, I've spent my entire, you know, I've spent the last two years saying, no, 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 don't, I don't put me in a bucket. Don't label me. And now I see someone who is being empowered by it. It has um, piqued my interest more than you can possibly imagine, because I'm like, if I can use it in my own life, then well, screw it. I'm going to now label myself. So actually talk to me really though, um, about what it is about finding a label that is empowering for you. Is it because it allows you to have a community to go to? Like, what is it exactly? So how I identify with labels has changed over the years. So when I first started, it was so empowering and still is, but it held so much value to me because it gave me a community that I wasn't around. I had no access to coming out was a beautiful thing because I could, I could take my, I could take the power back that was taken away from me. Like you're saying that I'm gay. I'm saying that I'm gay. I label myself as gay. So it was very, very, very that. But I think that over time, you know, like the generation right now, Gen Z, they are, a lot of them aren't labeling themselves. So I think for for some, it matters. For some, it doesn't. It is completely, you know, uh, situational, if you will. And over time, it really has kind of dwindled for me. Like I have my community. I have my partner But for a long time, it was about labeling myself to fit in, to have a community, to not feel lonely, ultimately. And in other aspects of my life, like I've written a book, I've modeled, I've acted, I'm a philanthropist, I'm a social media personality. It's like those labels, I could do without those labels. I'm just Gigi. I wear many hats. I'm not one thing. And I think that that is also beautiful. So I think the times are changing and they're changing for me too. But I feel that being part of a community just feels good. You know, even if it's like a little one, it's like, you just don't feel alone. And you know that people that are like-minded are around you. And it's how I took my power back, honestly. 
God, I love that. And then I think it really does come back around to what we were just talking about, about confidence and you taking off the armor, the layers of armor. Yeah, totally. hundred percent. I feel that it is all about being vulnerable. And I think that that's what you said at the, at the top in a beautiful intro was that it is admirable when you see someone being vulnerable because it's like a, if you see it, you can be it yes. moment for everyone. And that's a quote that I actually read in a children's book. <laughs> hey, girl, get whatever knowledge you can, right? <laughs> it's stuck with me. I can't stop thinking about it. It's like, I think that that is the most beautiful things for kids to see because it lets them know that like they can be whatever they want. And it's like, I relate with that too. If I can see it, I can be it. I see a girl boss like you. I could be a girl boss. I see me who's come out a billion times. I can be a girl that comes out. And it's little things like that, that it's like vulnerability is key. And it is, it, it is, it's ever, it's ever changing and ever evolving. I'm finding new ways to be vulnerable every single day. There's no limit. So what do you think has been the biggest thing that you've had to overcome? I know that's obviously a very grand question, but actually if you could take it to a very um, small thing that maybe that has been a part of your building your foundation um, to allow you to be the freaking badass that you are. You know, I don't know if I've ever even been asked this question. I feel like I, what I've overcome, what I'm most proud of overcoming in my life is surrendering to the fact that I will never stop growing. I will never, ever stop changing, evolving, learning. And I love meeting new people. I love traveling. I love talking. I love having impactful conversations where I'm learning. It's like, I think that surrendering to that fact and having no walls up, no judgment, no, no labels, nothing like that. Meeting someone for truly who they are. I think you get more out of life and you, you just become a more awesome person. If that makes the most articulate way I could have said it, but (laughs) I feel like people who are well-rounded are people who don't put limits on what their brain, you know, takes in. Oh God. Yeah. What you even said, there's no freaking age to this. And girl, when I say that hit me so hard because my mom came out when she was in her late fifties, like crazy crazy. she came out to me my uh, brother and sister and it was you know it actually was a friend of hers that we had known for a year ended up being her girlfriend but she was so worried about coming out because of her age because she was a mother because she was you know brought up in a very religious institute and so it was like she really thought we would abandon her because we didn't believe in you know what she was which, you know, her lifestyle and it's, right. it's, it's society, it's society. It puts like all this stress on us. And I feel like for the trans community, Caitlyn Jenner really did that for us. She was so public, instantly a household name. When she came out, I forget her age, but she was the, the oldest person that I knew that transitioned and look how gorgeous she is. Look how stunning and articulate and educational and visible that woman is, you know, like that is the kind of stuff that I love about our community and the entertainment industry. You can see that and be like, bitch, I see it. I could be that. There's no cap on it. And age is just a social construct. Mm-hmm. It's not a real thing. And doesn't it break your heart? Like, honestly, it freaking broke my heart that she lived so much of her life 
not feeling like herself. And when I go back to, I mean, I'm, I've literally got the chills myself now. When I go back to, um, you know, people coming out or just making the hard decision, whatever that may be, even me like saying to my dad, Hey, dad, I'm marrying someone that isn't Greek. I mean, even that alone was a whole thing. Um, you know, but I really looked at my life and I said, I can't live my life for someone else. And when you look at, um, at Caitlin, it broke my heart. So that's why I'm so glad that you said about, first of all, look, if you're only just now coming across content, you know, like yours, that's allowing, you know, people to see what is possible. It's not too late, but the hope is, is that also your content and interviews like this hit kids when they're young enough. So they don't end up living 30 years. I mean, Jesus Christ of a life that isn't yours. Yeah, it is. It is so, 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 so sad. I feel, I feel terrible when I hear those, those situations, but it's not to take away that they were never happy. It's just like, it's a beautiful thing. It's like, they're happier now and Mm. life is so beautiful. And I think, you know, you, you learn that when you lose someone, someone close to you, that life is way too short for any of that. You know, if you're sad, you got to fix it. You, you, or at least take steps to fix it or hopefully eventually fix it. But you know, it's all about celebrating life. It, life is way too short. A meteor could come down and crash in this world. And you would just be thinking, God, when you're burning, alive, <laughs> you'd be thinking, Oh my God, I wish I did this and that and the other. It's like, well, you did it. So I love that. And I don't want people that may not know your story to dismiss what you just said, because um, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe that that was a massive light bulb moment when your mother passed away for you to basically yeah. not take life for granted. Oh, absolutely. I never got to tell my mom that I was transgender. I think, you know, I don't know if she knew. I knew that she knew somewhat something was different with me. Um, and we were we were really close and all that stuff. But no, never got to tell her. And it was a moment for me that things can be taken way too soon and way unfairly. And it's just one of those things where I was like, I will never live a day like it is not my last ever again. It was a vow I took with myself. And, you know, not to say that I do the most every single day. It's like, I just live with so much gratitude. Like, thank you for another day because that day is one I never, I never wish on my worst enemy. It is one of those days where I was like so angry and frustrated. How could you take such a beautiful person way too soon, way before their time? It's like life is unfair. So you got to make it this happy, gorgeous place because that's just what you got to do in my, in my opinion. Well, God, there's no better place to end it than that. Um, where can people find you and all just like your super fun videos and your incredibly inspiring videos? Oh, thank you so much. Um, you can find me across all social platforms, literally every single one under Gigi Gorgeous, simply put. And on Twitter, I am the Gigi Gorgeous. So I'll see you there. Guys, 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 go check this woman out. I've spent 24 hours diving deep into her world and she's so damn impactful how she thinks, how she shows up every day. So honestly, click the link below, go check out her stuff. And guys, if this episode did bring you value, please, please do subscribe, share, comment below what fiery thing she said that really freaking hit you. And until next time, guys, be the hero of your own life. Peace out.